So often we leave ourselves behind in the pursuit of this world. The acknowledgement, acceptance, and love of our true core self is rarely present, but it is the order of the day. Hi, my name is Asia, but you can call me Mawaya. And Mawaya stands for meet you where you are. And in this space, I want you to be able to look at yourself without fear, without hate, and without judgment. Transform the inside so as to transform your outside. Let's get it in. All right, y'all. How's it going? Welcome back to another episode of Soul Chat Saturdays. This is your host, Mawaya. And in this space, we're going to be talking about all the things that keep you blocked from yourself, that keep you blocked from other people. I want y'all to live the best life that y'all can while you have it. So, you know, I've been talking about our, the inner child. I've mentioned it on a couple episodes at this point. So I think it's time to definitely dive in to what I mean by this beautiful, beautiful inner child that we all have. Um, even the most heinous of people. <laughs> um, we all have this lovely, beautiful essence inside of us. And many of us are not aware of it. And many of us, even if we are aware of it, we don't know how to take care of it. So let's go ahead and define what the inner child is. So the inner child is, it can be defined in a few ways, but I'll name a couple. So one being, it could be your subconscious mind, the things that have been imprinted on you from an early age that pretty much drives the show. The thing that the, the thoughts and the actions that you take that you don't even think about, the autopilot, uh, if you will. Um, this actually could also be an actual child inside of you that that creative space that the childhood memories that you have um that that person that you were once in your life and it represents your pure essence so why do we even have an inner child what is it about this inner child what is why is this so important well i'm here to tell you folks the inner child is who's running the show the inner child is the reason why your relationships are not working out the reason why uh your relationships do work out the reason why you are uninspired how i was kind of uninspired last week it's the reason why you have these huge creative sparks it literally is everything and we think that our dominant personality our ego is what's driving our life you know we have our goals we have our wants we have our needs um we have our visions for our life we have the visions that we have for other people in our life you know all that is that is the ego surface level way of functioning in this world but then you have that inner child in you that pretty much puts things on a halt if it is not heard seen taken care of so you might have instances in your life where you your egoic self your main personality dominant personality wants to do something say you want to start your own business well your inner child you know says wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute that's not safe i'm not really feeling secure in that idea so i'm just gonna sit here and not only am I gonna sit here, I'm gonna throw a tantrum every time you try to take any action towards 
starting a business because I'm not feeling that. Who's going to take care of us? I mean, you already ignore me. I can only imagine when you become even more busy that you won't have time for me. So no, we're not going to do that. I'm going to sabotage every effort that you put towards this and I'm going to make it so uncomfortable and unbearable that you quit because that way we can be together. This is how your inner child is talking to you. This is how your inner child is functioning with you, especially if you leave it behind. So how does the inner child form? The inner child is formed in the womb. It starts even before you see the, the light of day. That's why a lot of things that we have, like some of our subconscious fears, can be traced to what happened in the womb. So if your mother was abused while she was pregnant with you, you will have some traumatic experiences that you have felt and that is now uh, created a signature for you on an emotional level. It won't be on a cognitive thinking level, but on an emotional level where you'll have certain triggers that you don't even know where they come from because it started in the womb. This can also be affected by the diet of your mother. Um, how she felt about you when you're as you're growing in her belly if she really wanted to have a child maybe she was scared maybe she really was not about having children and you are now inconvenienced to her you know she may have not taken care of her body while she was pregnant all these things affect you and create some type of impression on you even before you exit the womb um, so it's holding all of these unconscious memories uh, all these unconscious feelings that you have at the same time this inner child is your greatest spark it can be your greatest adversary and it can be your greatest uh ally depend on if you actually take care of it and it is that creativity spark like I said it's that sweet innocent precious part of yourself it is that innocence that we see in every child every newborn two-year-old three-year-old however long it takes you to see a person as innocent before they lose their innocence that that innocence in that child is the inner child it never lost its worthiness of love it only lost its connection to you and you've forgotten about it, but it still deserves love. And it's going to be seeking out different ways to get love in all areas of your life. Now that you're an adult, some of you may be having things going on in your life where you're like, why did I do that? Why did I say that? Why did I react like that? And because your dominant personality has stepped back into play, but your inner child was the one that took over in that moment. Now, the inner child can be split into even more personalities. Um, and this is not the same as DID or dissociative identity disorder. It's not, it's not that because your dominant personality is always present. You're always aware. Even when you're doing dumb stuff and you're doing immature things, your dominant personality is aware. But your dominant personality is going to justify your actions or your dominant personality is gonna be confused by your actions, but it's always present. It's never taken a back seat to where it's it loses complete control. Um, so it's not the same thing as having 
multiple personality disorder or DID. In fact, everybody has multiple personalities, right? So you have a personality. So going back to the example of you want to start your own business, one of your personalities and probably your main one, your dominant personality that really wants to execute this goal is the entrepreneur. But then you have a part of you that is like it's not about it you have the inner child in you that's like no you're gonna leave me if you continue to focus on this business you're definitely not gonna pay attention to me you're not gonna when i have a creative spark you're not gonna jump on it because you're gonna say that you have to work you're gonna make every excuse not to follow your joy because now you have to spend hours creating a business and you're creating a business that we don't even enjoy you're creating a business because you want to make money but I really love painting and you're creating a business that's in, you know, marketing. (laughs) That's nothing that neither one of us is going to enjoy. So no, I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to keep torturing you with thoughts of painting and an inspiration of dealing with painting until you actually let us paint, please. And then you might have another personality that's like, I'm just tired. I ain't trying to paint. I ain't trying to start a business. I just need to lay here and sleep for like the next 10 years. So I don't know what y'all are doing, but I am tired. Um, So every time that you get a chance to sit down, dominant personality, I'm going to step in and be like, let's just take a nap. Like, let's just uh, chill out. Is there a new show on Netflix? Like, let's do that instead. (laughs) Let's read a book so we can fall asleep. (laughs) So you have a, a third personality in there that d- completely wants something completely different from the inner child and the dominant personality. And so you can definitely see this within yourself in all different areas of your life where you just have different parts of yourself that ha- that's at odds with each other. Um, but so going back to the inner child itself, you know, it can work against you sometimes when you have when you have completely forgotten your innocence and you've forgotten your joy. Your inner child is where your joy lies. You know, we all need to take a step back and think back to our childhood um, in the moments, even if you didn't have a decent childhood, even if your childhood was you had to grow up very quickly. There are parts in your life where you before you lost your innocence in an objective sense that you could think back where you enjoyed something just because you enjoyed it as a child. And that is where you should start looking start bringing that back so if you really wanted you know you love making things out of play-doh when you're a child and maybe you loved it so much that you showed your parents or your your grandparents um, or your aunts and uncles like some of the creations that you that you made you're very proud of that and the only reason why you stopped doing that was either because your friends thought it was boring or lame or whatever you know that peer pressure with friends or somebody didn't praise you like you wanted to be praised or somebody disrespected your creation somebody told you that it wasn't worth anything so all these other outside influences that caused you to quit that thing that gave you joy and life and spark and you listen to those outside sources instead of your own internal joy and so that can be marked as one of the first times that you abandon yourself and that you discredit yourself And then you wonder why in adulthood 
why you can't validate your validate yourself you can't validate your ideas you're constantly seeking permission you're constantly seeking validation from other people when it comes to something that you want to do you need to have permission from people you need to for somebody to co-sign your idea and say like yeah that's a good idea you should do that you know but sometimes we can't get that from other people so again fulfilling your own needs how can you give that to yourself well it starts with the inner child and validating that inner child's needs now, just because you have multiple personalities doesn't necessarily doesn't mean that you're crazy or anything like that or wrong. Everybody has this. They only need to see it as that. And once you have this perspective over yourself, it becomes so much more easy to manage who you are because you're so much more than your dominant personality. There's a reason why you can kind of code switch depending on who's your audience. So when you go home and you're talking to your family, you're gonna act a certain way. If you're with your friends, you're gonna act a, a different way. There's a reason why we can do this because we have different personalities. They may be similar, but they could also be very different. This is why, not to get too deep into this topic because eventually I do wanna cover it, but we'll talk about racism, for example. Or we can talk about sexism for the people who want to listen in and want to be able to relate. There's a reason why people can deny that those things don't exist. And it's because the people closest to them or the people that they encounter don't treat them that way. But those same people, if given the opportunity, they would treat somebody of a different race differently. Or they would treat somebody of a different gender differently. You can see this with the, with the, the whole dichotomy between men and women. Women are now being able to speak up about their experiences, but some men are going to be like, no, that, that that's not real. That doesn't happen anymore. Look at all the women in power. Women are not oppressed. But then every, most women can think of one example in their current life in today's time where a man dismissed how they felt, dismissed what they had to say, dismissed things about them solely because they were a woman. But men won't experience this, so they can easily deny that this is a thing. So people can code switch, people can act differently depending on who they're around and who they're with and have and ask two different people about the same person and they will have completely different stories about the same person. That's only possible if we are not acting the same way around the same, around different people because we have different motivations, we have different needs, we have different, you know, different um, goals to accomplish when we're interacting with different people. So, how do we look at this inner child? How do we connect with it? How do we get in touch with it? The easiest way to get in touch with your inner child is to work with your emotions. That's gonna be the clearest way because the emotions, we can't deny them. We can suppress them, we can try to ignore them, but they are there. So the trick is not to make those emotions a problem. So if you're feeling angry and pissed off and vengeful because somebody pissed you off, don't try to dismiss that emotion because it's not a quote unquote good emotion. It's not a quote unquote acceptable emotion. Now you don't need to hurt other people. That's where the line is, has to be drawn. You cannot hurt other people. You cannot affect other people's life. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't feel the way you feel. You very well may deserve to feel angry and vengeful. And you may be thinking about all different types of ways you want to hurt somebody, all different types of ways you want to lash out and just go off. So validate that. Tell yourself, tell the inner child, you can see this emotion at 
through a child acting it out if that's helpful that's how I do it so if I'm angry I'm imagining an angry child and then I'm going to now try to talk to this child I'm going to I'm going to try to understand this child what was really causing the pain so let's say somebody ghosted you right and that made you very angry made you very upset so obviously you're not going to take your anger out on them you know they may they may deserve to get smacked upside the head (laughs) but that's not that's not for us We, we can't be the judgment on that but you are the judgment on your emotions so you are you deserve to be angry you have every right to be angry so you as that little child what is really the pain behind it is it the abandonment pain is it the i will i ever be loved pain um is it the what woe is me why me pain so what is it really that you're angry about be below the surface level of the anger because the anger is an empowering emotion sadness and helplessness is a powerless emotion so it makes sense why people would want to go towards anger because at least you feel empowered um but there is emotions below that and so you start to dive deep with this child and you say like okay i see that you're angry you know i i get it you're you know you are the dominant personality at this point you are the mature one at this point so you kind of split yourself i understand that you're angry i understand understand that you're upset you have every right to be upset like Anybody in your shoes will, will feel the exact same way that you felt. F that person. They you, they don't deserve you anyway. Like whatever you need to tell your inner child to kind of settle the emotion, the initial emotional reaction. And then once you validate your emotions, then you just need to let yourself feel the emotions. Like feel it energetically. Don't think about what the emotions, where the emotions come from. Don't think about why they're there only accept that they're there full force accept that they're there and then you allow the emotions to overtake you and one of the ways that i uh do this and that i've learned to do this through um a lady called till swan on check her out check her out on youtube um phenomenal i love her teaching but one way that she like kind of described this was like if you think about a drug addict who is shooting up a drug in their veins they don't resist the drug traveling throughout their bodies they lay back and they allow the drug to basically envelop them and take over that's what you need to do with your emotions and so to parallel it you're letting you're letting your emotions like fill up your entire body so wherever it originates from, if it's originating from your heart, if it's originating from your stomach, like the pain, if it's originating from your mind, allow that energy, the actual physical energy to fully express itself. And you can do this with any emotion. So sadness, depression, anxiety, all these different emotions, you can do the same process. So once you start allowing it to feel your entire body, it's going to feel almost like death. Like, and I don't, there's nothing to be scared of. It's going to feel like overwhelming. I guess I'll say that. It's going to feel like overwhelming. But this feeling only lasts for at most a minute. And then the emotion starts to dissipate. 
and it doesn't change the situation, but it changes how you feel about it. You essentially are healing yourself because you have to let the emotion run its course. The only time we fester in these emotions, say somebody goes at you and you keep thinking about it and you keep being upset about it, is because you have not fully allowed yourself to feel the hurt, the pain, the anger behind it. But once you fully allow yourself to, to feel that, your inner child starts to heal that original wound because it doesn't start with the incident. The incident only re-triggers a wound that you already have. So you start to heal that wound that happened in childhood that is now being reflected to you in today's time because you allow the emotion to actually physically manifest and express itself. So once the emotion starts to dissipate in your body, the physical sensation of the emotion, then you're going you're gonna to feel a calmness over you. And then you can ask this, the inner child, what, it, what does it need right now in this moment? And you just let it tell you what it needs. It might be something as trivial as like, I want a bag of chips right now. Or it might say, I, I want a hug. Or it might say, I just want to be left alone. Don't try to create these reactions. Allow, allow it to come from you. So give it that space. Don't try to think of things that you think that your inner child needs because you can see that in how some parents try to force their idea of what they think their child needs onto their child. And we're talking about a child because you're an adult now, like you are mature enough to know uh, what is actually happening. So if your adult parent tried to tell you what you need, you're going to be like, no, I know what I need. So same with your inner child. Your inner child knows what it needs to heal itself, to feel good in that moment so allow it to tell you what it is it may tell you in the form of words if you're open to that it may tell you in the form of an inkling an inspiration a spark um uh, or it might just tell you in a feeling like what does it feel like to you so you need to personify these things personify your emotions personify your thoughts put an image behind it what does it look like and once, you're, once you start to do that, you kind of put a separation between your dominant personality and this internal personality that is us also you, so that you can better communicate with it. You can better talk to it and figure out what's going on inside, inside of you. Now, once you start to do this with every trigger that you have, your inner child becomes so carefree. And then in turn, you become carefree because you've, you're healing yourself. And when your inner child is anchored in freedom and security and comfort, you become impenetrable. You become godlike. And I know that's an extreme statement to say for some people who are not ready to hear that, but that's gonna be another conversation we have on Soul Chat Saturdays. I'm sorry, y'all, but I'm not sorry. Because you are powerful. And these are all the barriers to that internal power that you have. Nobody teaches us these things. Nobody teaches us how to heal ourselves. Nobody teaches us how to reach our own internal strength. They only teach us how to rely on other people. They only teach us how to rely on big corporations and big entities and government entities. They don't teach you how to rely on yourself. 
some people do teach you how to rely on yourself physically they may teach you how to hunt how to how to fish how to grow your own food and that's definitely part of it and that's that's important very important but we're now talking about the emotional space not the physical space what do you do in those moments when you have no one to call on how do you uplift yourself how do you get yourself out of a funk and a depression how do you stop caring what people think you know something so simple as that right how do you attack this life with purpose and vigor and excitement and intention so nobody teaches us these things they only expect us to have mastered it out the gate <laughs> and then we all run around thinking that nobody knows what they're doing or you feeling like you're ina inadequate in life and you feel like you're behind in life but literally nobody taught you how to cope with life nobody taught you how exhausting life can be how hard it can be how lonely it can feel they don't prepare you for this some parents do tell their kids that they try to be realist but they, the, those parents don't even aren't even equipped to deal with life in a healthy way, so they're they're jaded by life, and then they tell their children, well, you know, Santa Claus isn't real, so don't even you know get your hopes up, and this world sucks, and you born alone, you die alone, like these hard hitting realizations, and though they may be true, then what? Then you teach your child how not to trust in this world without balancing it out with the joy and the strength that you do have it just becomes a worldview of powerlessness and things are happening to me and I'm I don't have any control and you know so we definitely need to create a space where we can actually explore emotional healing and put it to good practice and use and take it from the spiritual space and put it into a practical space because a lot of people feel like self-love and self-healing and if it's not talking about mental health and we don't use that verbiage they think it's spiritual and it, they think it's like something that's ungrounded when you cannot separate spirituality from mental health it's it's almost one in the same because a healthy mind is a healthy spirit because our mind is our soul <laughs> adversary in this world you have enemies in physical form but your biggest enemy is your mind and it blocks you from any type of spiritual connection that you could have to the earth to your body and to each other so they're one and the same so we have to take care of this inner child this inner child is calling out to us Every time you have a triggering emotion or every time you have a beautiful emotion of connection and inspiration, it is your inner child reveling. This is the gateway to loving yourself. I did a YouTube video on the many levels of self-love and I did a podcast episode on that. So y'all check that out if you haven't. But loving your past self, your inner child is, is key to loving yourself. Because if you can reconnect to that innocence inside of yourself, you have an anchor that will continuously point to how worthy you are of love, how necessary it is to give yourself love, how to tap into your mature side, your dominant personality side, and take care of you, take care of you when you are feeling powerless and when you are feeling scared. You only need to put a face of, your, of a child onto it in order to tap into that. Now, if you do not like children and this is a hard exercise for you, and if you picture a child and that doesn't do anything for you, that doesn't garner any type of love or support or any type of positive feeling, 
then maybe put something there that can. So if you really resonate with animals, put an animal face on it. You're talking to your inner dog. <laughs> Whatever you have to do, there are no rules to this. I think people be feel, feeling ashamed when it comes to healing yourself. And it's like, there's literally no rules. You create the rules, you do what works for you. So I'm sharing with you what has worked for me and what has been life-changing for me. And you take what you take what you can, use what you can, and twist it and fit it to how it fits for you personally, because we are all different. We have major similarities, but this but at the same time, we are all different in essence. So one thing that's gonna work for me, it may work for you slightly or for a short period of time, and then you find that you need to tweak it. But I'm gonna give you that foundational information, and then you make it fit how it fits for you. You are the god of your reality so now we got we, i'm a with this podcast i'm gonna help y'all get to that space where you can treat yourself as such it starts with that inner child love on it get excited about it let it love you let it hug you have you ever been hugged by a child and it's like this child literally is probably the most honest person they don't have the the, the barriers of political correctness so they don't have to hug you and and say positive things to you if they don't want to. And nobody's going to get mad at them. They're just going to laugh like, oh, that's just a child. So when a child accepts you and like loves you, it's their honest emotion. You can trust that. It's no, it's no uh, hidden motive behind it. Kids do learn that eventually, how to manipulate people. But it's something that's taught to them. It's not something that's naturally born with us. So you can trust that. So you have that same inner child in yourself as well. It's going to be the most honest person that you've ever come across. So become best friends with your inner child. This is why it's so important to personify it because you put a face to it. You put, uh, you create a relationship with it. It's not just you. It is you, but it's also something else, I guess, if that makes sense. So this is, this is very, 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 very important when it comes to loving ourselves. That inner child has your back always. That inner child is going to always tell you the truth. Stop being a shitty adult and listen to that child. It's trying to tell you something. And you're going to feel so full after it. After you start to give it what it needs, you're going to feel so comforted. You're giving that child what you wish you would have given, you would have had when you were young. You get to do that now. You get to actually go back into your memories and give that child what it needs that didn't receive when when you were a child, when you were an actual child. You can literally change your memories. It doesn't mean that you'll forget about the original memory, but that low energy anchor point that that memory created like say uh i'll give you an example i have a distinct memory of me being in preschool and my teacher i don't know what was happening and i'm pretty sure it was very innocent looking back as an adult but when i was a child i remember being chased around the classroom by my teacher and she had the those glasses i don't know if y'all remember this from like the 90s like the glasses with the fake mustache and the nose and I think it had eyes on it as well 
she was chasing all of us in the classroom with that. And I was terrified, like terrified. Cause I still remember it to this day. I just remember screaming and running around. She probably thought it was so funny. And it probably was funny. Like, <laughs> you know, looking back, it probably was hilarious. But me as a child, I was terrified of that. And that created a fear in me of like feeling like I always need to watch out for something. Like something's going to come out of the woodwork or like, you know, always on guard. And then being a woman doesn't help because... <laughs> It, you know, we are just vulnerable out here. We have to say that we're with a man in order to feel protected, right? So I had that with me, that, that fear. And as I'm learning about the inner child, I went back into that memory. And me as an adult, I placed myself in the memory and like stopped my teacher and, and scooped up my younger self in that memory and like hugged on it. And in that memory, I'm hugging on it. I'm telling myself that it's okay and that it's not real and whatever I need to tell myself to get my younger self to calm down. And then I asked my younger self what it needed and it just needed a hug. It needed exactly what I gave it. So you can do that and you can change that energetic point to like at this point, now that I went back and went through that memory and gave my inner my past self what it needed in that moment, at this point, I feel stronger to protect myself. So like, say, you know, I'm starting to get a little bit paranoid or freaked out. My mature self, that's my inner child that's that's feeling that, that fear. My mature self who knows that there's nothing to be afraid of can now take, take the action. Whereas I used to be paralyzed by fear, my mature self is like, nope, I'm ready to step in. Um, what do you need? Like, okay, we need to turn on these lights. All right, let's go ahead and do that. I'm not going to just sit here in the dark, scared, like, like I would have, like I've done in the past, just paralyzed with fear. So you're able to step up and be that mature person because you know better now. You're no longer that child, that powerless child that is literally believing that there's a monster chasing you, even though it's, it's just a teacher with fake glasses and mustache on <laughs> so these are the things that you can do to help your inner child know that it's protected that it is safe inside of you that that inner child chose the right one to be with basically like y'all are a winning team and that's how you have to be with yourself it's like how blessed is this inner child to be with me because i make sure that that child is taken care of that child we about to be best friends and we're gonna work together and that child's gonna help me have my inspiration. And I'm gonna make sure that in those moments where it feels powerless, that I'm gonna empower it. I'm gonna be the power for it. That's how you gotta be. This is how you love yourself, y'all. People, it's no longer, y'all have no excuse after listening to this podcast and watching my YouTube channels. Y'all have no excuse to not understand the concept of self-love because these are the steps. These are the real practical things that we can do to love ourselves. So I'm so excited. Talk to your inner child, love on it. Let me know how it goes. Let me know how it feels. Um, let me know how your life changes because it is this is life changing stuff, y'all. Like, I can't express that enough. So, all right. If you won't have a question that you want me to answer on the show, you can send me um, your questions at tribe at mawaiatribe.com. Um, you can find me on most social media platforms at mawaiatribe.com. 
I look forward to connecting with y'all, hearing more about your inner child stories. Um, I have other stories that I definitely want to share with y'all about my experiences healing myself and the different things that, I, that I've gone through. And I want to hear from y'all as well. So reach out to me, connect to me, and I will see y'all in the next one. Happy journey. Thank you.